Hey everybody, so today I want to talk about addiction because addiction plays a major role in most people going to prison. Not all, I want to say more than 50%, probably about 70-80% of the people in prison had some form of addiction to drugs, okay? That was definitely the case with me. I had an addiction to heroin. And it wasn't just a, you know, seeking a head change or escape from reality or nothing like that. No, I think it went a lot deeper than that, but I'm not going to get into it. But what I do want to talk about is we can't condone it. Look, anything other than pot, it's it's, you're heading for trouble. Okay, it's just it's going to take over. I used to like to think that I was in control of my life, in full control of my life. You know, you know, growing up, it was hard. So by the time I was about 14, 15, I pretty much did what I wanted. I was out making money. I stopped caring about school, especially as smart as I was. You know, I loved school. You know, I loved it. My teachers loved me. And I just said, screw it, you know just a bunch of different reasons that I'm not going to get into right now you know maybe someday if I write a book about myself instead of about other things I'll, I'll divulge certain things but right now it's not important but I'm talking about addiction okay okay so I think part of it was that heroin was the worst you know you couldn't get any worse than that and that's what I wanted I wanted the worst it was like I wanted people or not just any people because I was real private about my addiction at first I think everybody wants to be private about their addiction but I think I wanted you know like people real close to me my mother not my grandmother and grandfather I loved them so much I didn't want them to see anything bad in me but I think I wanted my mother to see that I was doing this and doing that you know I don't know why but but listen, let me just tell you about the addiction part, not the psychology behind it. So when I realized that it was that I was addicted, I mean, really addicted to heroin, because, look, I was making a lot of money selling pounds of marijuana and ounces or quarter kilos of cocaine. So I was making money and the people around me, well, we were going to party. We we're just going to get high. You know, and that's what I mean, man. It takes over everything. And I had a, a wife and children. Well, me and Connor weren't married, but eight years together. You know, I wanted her to be my wife, but I don't think she wanted to marry me because she could see what was going on in my family. And even though I told her I'd never resort to that, I'd never let myself become addicted or controlled by anything. She knew it was coming. But let me tell you how I found out I was addicted. So one day I was home with my sons. Of course, I wasn't working. Connie was working. I was just selling drugs at that time, still making a little money. But so my dad came over and I was laid up. I was sweating and then cold and my bones were aching and had diarrhea, nose was running. I don't know, it was like a flu or something. And I told him, man, I just feel like this. And he just looked at me and he goes, man. He said, have you fixed today? I said, no, I ain't done nothing. So he fixed up a shot for both of us. And as soon as I injected it into my body, all those symptoms went away. 
and I was floored. I mean, I was floored. And I could see it done something to him too, you know. But from that day forward, I began to see myself different too. You know, I thought everybody could see it. Everybody knew that I was addicted to heroin and it did something to me. You know, I didn't like myself much anymore. So that affected everything, how I conducted myself, how I uh, dealt with people, everything, you know. I kind of stopped caring because I was selling a lot of cocaine and I never did cocaine and I started messing with it, you know, mixing a little bit with the heroin, speedballing, you know, how John Belushi died. And uh, it was about that time too. Anyways, so man and then before long i was just doing cocaine by itself and man that was terrible you know i was it was terrible man and let me i'm gonna say something that i know i've never told anybody maybe one person but i hated myself and i was afraid that i was gonna make my sons into what i was and i didn't want that for them so I would walk in the room, they'd be asleep, I'd just turn the light on, and they'd be laying down there, and I'd have my pistol in my hand, and I would just be crying and praying, not even knowing who I was praying to, because I didn't know God at that time, but I just wanted to, I wanted to, I don't know, in my head I thought, man, I'll just shoot them and then kill myself, because I'm not going to do this to them, because even though I'd only been addicted for a little while, it's like I could see the future. I could see all this bullshit and heartache and pain and suffering and abandonment that they were going to go through. And I didn't want that for them, you know. But God, in his infinite wisdom, saw to it that I went to prison and stayed away for a while. And you know, to this day... I have so much respect for Connie because she stayed away from me, you know. And we were young and in love, and it was hard because she took me back a few times. But you know what? That was it. She said no more. And I was so grateful, really. I mean, it took years in prison to get over her. Years. But I was grateful. And, uh, and then, you know... Once I came to believe in God, I saw the plan he had, you know, that was okay that I was going to, that I was locked up, you know, because the first two times I got in trouble, oh, I was guilty. Yes, I was guilty. But that third time, you know, she had took me back the first two times, but then, man, I, it was terrible. I got accused of something that I didn't do by a police officer. He said I threatened to kill him. It's bullshit. But see, it was right timing because I went and did almost nine years flat. And I was gone for those formative years of my sons. I wasn't able to influence them in a negative way. Not that I would have did it intentionally, but I would have did it nonetheless. So God took me away, put me in a little cell by myself for six and a half years to find him and write my books and a lot of things a lot of things happen in those cells in that cell when i was by myself and now 
I see things clearer and and I have a relationship with him. Oh, I'm far from perfect, but I have a relationship with him and he takes care of me. Just today, I'm starting a new job tomorrow and I need to get some black pants and non-slip shoes, stuff like that. And I didn't have no money. This time I came all on God's graces. I didn't come with six, seven hundred, a thousand, usually like I do when I take a trip. No, I had about forty, fifty dollars on me. But you know what? I told you I came to Kamea House here in Cheyenne. And man, I just went and explained to him, look, I need work clothes and I don't have no money. But as soon as I get paid, I would give something back or whatever. But you know what? They went down there. The director, because the snow has everybody uh, not being able to come in. The director of this whole facility went down there and got me some clothes i'm talking about brand new stuff you hear me i'm telling you this place is going to be here way long after i'm god because they help people anyway so and i can look back now and i i have a relationship with my sons now i have i still have a relationship with them they're all doing good you know they go through their ups and downs especially the middle one you know but I'm so grateful that I didn't do nothing stupid. I'm so grateful. So let me close with this. If you have a family member, especially a child, that is addicted, I don't even care how old they are, man, you need to do whatever it takes to stop it, arrest it. You got to. You hear me? I'm telling you, prayer works. I'm sure somebody was praying for me and got me locked up. I'm sure my grandmother prayed and said, whatever it takes to get him, do it. And, and prison did it. So don't be afraid to show tough love. If they get locked up or if they need something, don't give it to them. Trust me. It was when people finally cut me loose and I was out there on the streets and doing robberies or whatever that I woke up and said, man, this dope ain't worth a death sentence. It ain't. So help a man, help somebody, or just uh, this is the one time I'm saying turn your back on them. If they're addicted, turn your back on them. You have to because you're killing them if you help them. All right, y'all.